helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. of people lately calling for Israel to have a, a proportional response to the Hamas attacks a couple weeks ago. I think Hamas and their sympathizers should thank their gods that Israel has not responded in a proportional manner. See, Merriam-Webster defines proportional as corresponding in size, degree, or intensity. The last thing those calling for a proportional response want is an actual re proportional response. Imagine how they would react if Israel attacked Gaza the same way Hamas attacked them. What if Israel targeted non-combatants as Hamas did? Should we insist that the body counts are equal and that the atrocities are equally horrific? Along the same lines, we should not respond proportionally to those who want to subjugate us. As much as we may like to, if we sink to their level, we're no better than they are. Well, hello there, Everyday Americans. Paul Engel here with the Constitution Study. This is where we read and study the Constitution. Teach rising generation to be free. And today, you know, it, it, this is going to be in the news for a while because how, how we react to the attacks in Israel, to the calls for Hamas, uh, to, you know, to, to not pick on Hamas, as we react to all these things, we have to remember people have rights. You know, when, uh, when I shortly after I moved to Tennessee, I set up a meeting with my county sheriff. He kind of wondered why. What do you what you know? What do you want? And I said I'd want to meet you. I, I want to know who you are outside of a campaign trail. And I said there is one thing I was I did want to know. I wanted to know that uh, if anybody in my house calls nine one one, when the deputy shows up, they've been trained that their first and primary responsibility is to protect the rights of everyone involved. At that time, you know, Biden was talking about sending around door knockers collecting information and, and, and other situations where uh, um, you know, people, were, people were going to be, um, you know, they were talking about you know, gathering information on their own homes. Some of what was on my mind was if, if some federal agent shows up and I don't want to talk to them and I trespass them. I wanted to make sure that when the deputy showed up, he didn't say, well, this is the feds. You got to do what they say. You see, I have rights, but they have rights as well. And I think we need to be reminded of that every so often because we don't, we don't learn that. We don't hear that in a lot of the rhetoric today. So I wanted to look at some of the, the reactions and consider not what a proportional response would be, but what a just response would be. For example, uh, the, the Rashida Tlaib, um, well, you remember Hezbollah called for a day of anger after, well, Israel defended themselves against Hamas. So, so what did she do? Well, she organized, apparently, this is what I've seen, she organized the occupation of the Cannon House office building. Now, she did this with um, what they called a, ro a, a, a radical global intifada group and with other anti-Israel activists. 
Now, again, we should have a reasonable response, a just response, not a proportional response. In other words, the response to Ms. Tlaib's um, um, actions should not be to simply have our own occupation in the Cannon office buildings. So that would be a, a proportional response. That may even be what they want, because then they can point and say, see, they're, 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 doing, it, they're doing it too. Now, the reaction was different. The reaction from Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene was to call for Congress to censure Ms. Tlaib for her actions. So Ms. Greene does actually submit uh, uh, a resolution to censure Representative Tlaib. Um, to me, that is seeking justice. In other words, Ms. Tlaib, she still has the right to freedom of speech. She still has the, um, uh, you know, people still have the right to peaceably assemble, which is why I'm concerned with, when Ms. Taylor Green said, uh, referred to Ms. Tlaib as, as a terrorist sympathizer as justification for this, uh, for, for her actions. She said, uh, after what she did today, I even expect Democrats will join us, join in. She is an Israel-hating, American-hating woman who does not represent anything America stands for. Now, again, name-calling. Right? To me, name-calling is a, is a perfect example that means you have no argument uh, and, and you have to resort to, to name-calling. And again, Ms. Taylor Greene, um, she described the protest as an insurrection. Kind of like the proportional response, like calling the, the January 6th event an, an insurrection. But again, these protesters were not attempting to, to overthrow the government. Um, they, they gathered first outside the Capitol, where they were addressed by Ms. Tlaib and Representative Cory Bush, before they, um, they entered the Capitol, and I should say the, uh, the Cannon House office building, and demanded uh, that the, the, gov the federal government to push... Israel to agree to a ceasefire. And also, unlike the, the January 6th event, there were several arrests on the premises. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what the arrests were for. But again, according to Ms. Green, these demonstrators caused the elevators to be shut down, staircases and hallways were blocked, exits were made inaccessible, and official le legislative business to be obstructed putting members of, the, of Congress and their staff and Capitol visitors at risk. All right, I, I may push a little bit at the, at the at risk. Yes, I suppose if there were some emergency and the, the House office building needed to be uh, evacuated quickly, people blocking the, 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 you know, the elevator being shut down and, and the streets and staircases blocked would be problematic. But what we're, the, here's my question. Are we going to get a just response? In other words, if entering the Capitol um, to demonstrate is insurrection, if it's a federal crime, are we going to see these demonstrators um, charged with a federal crime? And back, you know, again, Ms. Tlaib, she has every right to call for um, uh, Congress or the White House to to call for a ceasefire. She has a right to express that. Um, but 
again, are we going to see a just response or are we going to see a proportional response? Are these demonstrators going to be hunted down by the FBI, arrested, charged with all sorts of, of crimes in a district that is, uh, well, let's just say, ten, tends to lean antithetical to their political opinions? Now, another thing you can look at is the, we'll call a disproportional response that sometimes uh, uh, deals with, with just questions. I don't mean just questions. I mean questions that are asking about justice, that are looking for a standard of justice. Uh, I've actually got two of them from Ms. Ilhan Omar. The first uh, is in response to an, a reporter asking her uh, uh, asking her a simple question. with terrorists whose entire mission is to wipe out their existence. How can they have a ceasefire if they're trying to wipe out this crazy lady? So again, you have a reporter asking a question. You may think it's a gotcha question. Okay, maybe it's a bit of a gotcha question, but it's it's a. I think it's a fair question. Um, you know, you've called for a ceasefire. Uh, are you okay with Hamas continuing to exist? Do you think Israel should lay down their arms and not try to get the hostages out of out of Gaza? How can you have a ceasefire with terrorists whose entire mission is to wipe out your existence? These these seem to be quite good questions. And again, Ms. Omar has every right not to answer. She has every right to uh, remain silent. Um, and I don't think we should in too much on that, but it does bring up an interesting question, and you could see the frustration Ms. Il Ms. Omar had because at the end it may be a little hard to see. She says, "Ignore the this crazy lady. Don't worry about her." Funny, I don't think worrying about the existence of an entire nation is crazy. I don't think the idea of receiving hostages is crazy, or maybe it's just the you know thinking that that. You could be challenged on something you actually said that Ms. Omar thinks is crazy. Because listen to this next one. This next one actually was during um, an, an outdoor press conference with uh, Cori Busher. Cori Bush is at the um, is, is at the podium when she's asked a question. Now I apologize. The audio of the question is not very good. I had to boost it quite a bit. So I'm going to try and smudge this so it. It it doesn't. You can hear what the question is being asked without blowing your eardrums out. So listen to this. A question from anyone else that burned, tortured, killed their babies and children, and still have them hostage. Why don't you want the Israelis to go after the terrorists that did that? How many more killings is enough for you? Is it a thousand more? Two thousand more? Three thousand? How many more Palestinians would make you happy if they died? Do you, you, will you be fine if all of the people of Gaza were gone? Would that make you happy? Would that be the thing that makes you proud? And maybe that's the question you should ask Richie. Is he okay? How many more Palestinian lives is he comfortable with? Because I am not comfortable with any more. Now, again, we see a rather, um, I would say, disproportional response. Because to me, the question kind of makes sense. Um, 
do you think that the Israel should stand down should should not retaliate for the brutal killings? And Ms. Omar seems very concerned about the lives of the Palestinians, and that that's fine. I would turn the questions back on her. How many killings are enough for you, Ms. Omar? A thousand, two thousand, three thousand? How many more Israelis dead would make you happy? Do you want them all wiped out? Again, we see these disproportional responses. They, you know, she 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 cheers, she supports those that murder babies and rape women, but the idea of, of someone retaliating against such actions, oh my god, you're killing God, you're killing Palestinians. You go to a knife fight, you gotta expect someone's gonna stab back. And then what you can't see is um you see Ms. Omar simply walking away. She makes her tirade and she walks away. She doesn't enter into a, a discussion. She doesn't listen for an answer. She explodes and then wa walks away. This to me seems to be the cla a classic example of someone who doesn't have an argument. They, they explode, they have the rage event, and then they walk away never having to deal with the consequences. I, I wonder, would the reporter have asked, how many dead Israelis are good enough for you, Ms. Omar? How many raped women are good enough, will, will satisfy you? See, the, it's, when they talk about a proportional response, they don't really want a proportional response. They want a subjective response. They want someone to simply, uh, more often than not, I should say, to simply submit to their tyranny. Now, you, again, this is radio. You can't see it. Ms. Bush, who was the one that said, by the way, does anyone else have a question? Right? So you have this, the reporter asked a question. Ms. Bush didn't want to deal with it. She wants someone else to ask a question. She's got almost a little bit of a smirk on her face. And this is, we have to understand, this is the, what passes for logic that we have to understand we're dealing with. Ms. Omar, anybody who disagrees with her is a crazy lady. Anyone who questions the uh, her position is you know is, is um i don't say verbally accosted but you know exploded at it, it's a it's a verbal response we deal with this a lot i deal with it a fair amount of, a, a fair amount as people explode when i point out things especially if they disagree with them especially if they have evidence but we have to understand we're not dealing with a proportional world and I think we should all thank God that we don't deal with a proportional world. Because if this were a proportional world, then Ms. Omar and this reporter would have ended up in a shouting match, possibly an actual fight. Not too different, you know, possibly even the one before the other reporter in the elevator. When being called account for your, your actions and your statements elicits this level of response, understand they're not interested in proportional responses. Their interest, they appear to be interested in overwhelming responses. I have some more examples I want to look at, but I have to take a break first. I, I hope you'll take some time to uh, take, check out the website, constitutionstudy.com. This is where you can find everything we're doing here at the Constitution Study. By the way, you can ask a question. I'm still looking for more people to ask questions. I want to do a whole segment on it. So if you can, go to constitutionstudy.com, click the Ask a Question and then fill out the form. Just hit the checkbox that said you'd like me to answer it on the radio, and I'll be more than happy to. 
Also there, if you click the Patriots button, you can find out more about the Patriots program. It's finally up and running. I'm still working on some of the content, but it's there. And by the way, you, you can't simply join the, the, the Patriots. You have to be invited. To be invited, you have to pass the boot camp. There's a boot camp. It's a one-hour video. Uh, there's a test at the end. There's an oath we ask you to sign at the end. And if you do that, you'll get an invitation to join the Patriots. Groups of people that are trying to help the groups they're already a part of do what they do better. We focus on education, communication, activation, all so that patriots around the, the country, individuals and groups, can do a better job, can, can work without being alone, can have the, the places to ask questions and get information that we all need if we want freedom and liberty to succeed in this country. No, one of the things you may find is, you know, so I know a lot of people, they, they look at what's going around around them and they just have a hard time falling asleep. And, you know, it's really hard to work when, and get the stuff done if you're tired all the time. So if you want to fall asleep, stay asleep and sleep deeply so you can wake up refreshed, well, check out Healthy Cells REM Sleep Supplement. It is the only supplement designed to support all four stages of sleep. You can find out more at americaoutloud.shop, but you can also, as an American Out Loud listener, get 25% off your first order at Healthy Cell if you use the code OUTLOUD at checkout. So please go to HealthyCell.com, check out all their great products of REM sleep and others. When you check out, use that code OUTLOUD. It lets them know that you listen to America Out Loud, and as a thank you, well, they'll give you 25% off your first order. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix Rx is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. The Natural Colon Cleanse. 
It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with Oxy Powder. It's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. There's a reason why Oxy Powder is our number one seller. It works. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You rejoin the Constitution study. Today we're talking about proportional response. This incessant claim that uh, when attacked, people need to respond proportionately. And when they say proportionally, they don't actually mean proportionally. They don't mean with equal uh, um, uh, with equal aggression or equal size, they really mean no. Scale it back a little bit. We, it's actually the the opposite of the line from uh, the Untouchables, right? It's the opposite of the Chicago way. Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife. You pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital. You send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. But it appears in uh, in the world today, you know, they put one of yours in the morgue. You put one of theirs in the hospital. They pull a gun, you pull a knife. That's their idea of a proportional response. We saw a little bit of this uh, over the last weekend. See, it's been reported that uh, as, as on Thursday night, the IDF, the Israeli military, had been given the green light to invade Gaza, that, that an invasion was, going, was imminent. But you see, then Friday, Hamas released a couple of Americans, um, a mother and daughter, and of course, as soon as that happened, we started seeing calls, well, let's, let's delay the assault until, well, maybe more hostages could be released. Now, I want you to stop and think about that. Um, what that means is Hamas is in control. All they have to do to prevent invasion is take those hostages and release one every, every week or two. And every time they do, oh, well, we can't invade now because maybe we'll get another hostage. Now, Friday night, boarding uh, Air Force One, President Biden um, was asked uh, uh, if Israel should delay the ground invasion. And he said, yes, which led to a pretty quick response from the White House trying to backtrack from that particular statement. Now, uh, the, the communications director, uh, Ben LeBolt, said, no, 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 the president, he was far away. He didn't really hear the question. He, he thought you were asking, would he like to see more hostages released? Um, but uh, again, interesting. So we have attacks, we have murder, we have rape, we have atrocities. And now we're, people are telling Israel, no, 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 don't, don't invade yet because, well, maybe... Maybe if we're nice to them, maybe if we're just nice to, you know, maybe, maybe Gaza's having, maybe Hamas is having a bad day. This is really just like a bad case of indigestion and they will, they'll be nicer in the future. And, and the same, you know, people who, who uh, apparently ordered the, the rape and murder and abuse of, of women and children, well, they'll be nice now and they'll start letting the, uh, the hostages go. Now, another example of this is there, there appears to be well, I don't know if it's a mutiny, but certainly a lot of dissent within the State Department. Uh, you know, the, you talk to someone from the State Department, and uh, some of them might say, yes, Israel should go ahead and defend itself, but just not too much. You know, the, the, while others are saying, you know, that, that uh, uh, who was it? This is um, a, an 11-year veteran, Josh Paul, who said in a LinkedIn post, let me be clear, 
Hamas' attacks on Israel was not just a monstrosity. It was a monstrosity of monstrosity. He says, I don't believe that potential escalations by Iran-linked groups such as Hezbollah or by Iran itself would further uh, would, would be a further cynical exploitation of the existing tragedy. But I believe to the core of my soul that a response Israel is taking, and with the American support both for that response and for the status quo occupation, will only lead to more and deeper suffering for both Israeli and Palestinian people and not in the long-term American interest. So if I'm reading him correctly, saying, yes, what Hamas did was awful. It was a monstrosity of monstrosities. But if you actually react to that, it's going to be worse. People will suffer. I'd like to point out that people are suffering today. You have, was it 1,400 men, women, and children killed? Many of them brutally raped and murdered. You have women raped and taken hostage. Um, people are hurting. When when do you make it stop? This is the the you know this is the classic. Uh, how do you deal with a bully? If you simply say, well, if I don't challenge the bully, maybe he won't be as bad. Tell me when has that ever worked? When has ever you know? T- tell me tell me this is not a, a a Chamberlain moment. How many of you remember your history? Right when when um. When Nazi Germany was beginning to invade its neighbors, uh, um, I can't remember his nurse name, uh, Prime Minister Chamberlain from UK met with Hitler and got him to sign a thing. Says, no, we won't be mean anymore. We won't invade any more countries. We'll be nice. He came back and said, peace in our time, because they've promised to not be mean. At the same time, they were planning to attack. They didn't pay no attention to that document. We're doing the same thing. And the American State Department and the American administration appears to be in the mind of, you know what? Let the bullies be bullies. It's better than actually standing up to them and stopping them. Mr. I, I, I applaud um, uh, this this gentleman, this, uh, uh, was it Mr.? Um, Mr. Paul, for his concern for the suffering of others. But let me ask you, which will cause less suffering? Waiting around for Hamas and Hezbollah and potentially others to attack again and again and again and again and again? Or going in and actually punishing them for their actions? Doing all you can to save civilians but punishing the people that committed these atrocities, these monstrosities. You see, if you there's never any punishment, if there's never any cost for the monstrosities, if we have this disproportional response of, you can, you can shoot us, we're going to slap you in the face, then it never stops. And in the long run, the suffering is greater when we let bullies off without, without uh, any punishment. I mean, sure, it may be the fair of pretty much every high school movie uh, that, that's ever been, but it's also true in the real world. See, Israel learned this in the past. They were kind to their neighbors, and they got attacked. And then when they defeated those who attacked them, they had peace for a while, and then they were attacked again. And every time they were told to just back up, don't, you know, don't return uh, the attack. 
You know, I believe the Bible says, don't return evil for evil. But it also says the king holds the sword for a reason, to defend the people. And that's literally what, um, what Israel is being discouraged from doing, from punishing those who, had a, who committed uh, uh, crimes against their people, horrendous crimes against their people, crimes that any civilized human being should find repulsive. But you're saying, whatever you do, don't go get them. And again, it's going to be hard. Why? Well, because these, these terrorists like to hide behind innocent civilians. That's the way cowards work. This is the way bullies work. But if you don't deal with them directly, doing all you can to to not harm, um, to not harm innocents, non-combatants, well, then all you do is invite further attack, further bullying, further mayhem, further monstrosities, further atrocities. If the, you know what good is a is a law if it's never applied. It doesn't work with with crime in a city. It doesn't work with terrorists in international actions. Now, there's another disproportional response that I want to consider. And this, by the way, comes out of Europe. You see, the European Union is investigating uh, information coming dealing with the the Hamas attacks on Israel. Uh, they're not investigating the people actually posted uh, 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 this. They're not investigating people who. Um, cheered in support of this the, the, the this mass murder no they're investigating facebook and and tiktok see they're concerned that these these uh, uh platforms may have uh, uh they, they didn't do enough to halt the proliferation of illegal content and disinformation now this is being done under some uh, new eu uh laws new new legislation recently passed targeting online speech. But I'm going to come to an interesting question. Okay, illegal content. Just how much are these social media platforms supposed to do to prevent the proliferation of illegal content? Um, you know, again, are they supposed to monitor everything that's posted? And uh, are they supposed to have millions of people reading these to get the, the subtext, the understanding of it? Are they simply supposed to do keyword searches? But more dangerous is the disinformation. Whose disinformation? Very important. Whose disinformation? Because one group says that um, the fact that Israel bombed the, this, this hospital in Gaza City is disinformation, while another says, no, the fact that uh, um, it appears to be a rocket launched from Gaza that actually fell near the hospital is disinformation. Which one is true? Which one is the European Union? attempting to support and and which one is are they attempting to disqualify to me this is very interesting because let's face it europe has a history of anti-semitism and i'm not simply talking about the nazi holocaust i'm talking they have a history of um uh, uh, of disenfranchising the jews of uh, treating them as as less than full citizens uh, and now we have the uh, European Union saying, hey, uh, TikTok, Meta, I'm sure they'll eventually go after X. 
What are you doing to make sure that information we don't like doesn't get out? And really, now granted, this is Europe. They don't have our constitution. They don't protect freedom of speech the way we do. Um, but we're, then again, we don't protect freedom of speech the way we used to either. But the whole idea of, wait a second, you have these atrocities going on and you have leaders in Europe going to Israel saying, don't back off, don't, don't retaliate yet, hold on, you know, be nice to them, let's wait, let's give them a chance maybe, oh, I don't know, to, to, to rearm, to reorganize, to prepare themselves. Uh, let's do everything we can to destroy the battlefield for Israel so that Israel is at the greatest disadvantage possible, while at the same time possibly attacking those who's, who may express support for Israel. I don't know. Because when they talk about disinformation, they don't say what disinformation they are trying to suppress, what alleged disinformation they are trying to suppress. So when I look at these call for a proportional response by Israel, what I'm really seeing is whatever you do, Israel, make it harder on yourself. Disadvantage yourself. Don't, don't, uh, uh, don't you know, strike while the iron's hot. Don't respond. In, in a in, 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 let's face it, Israel's response has not been to the full proportion of what they were attacked with. Again, they haven't roamed the streets targeting um, innocent non-combatants. They have not targeted women for rape. They've not busted into homes to kill families. They have actually distributed leaflets and emails saying, "We will be attacking on this date and time." Make sure you're in a, go to a safe place. Head here. We're not attacking here. We're attacking there. They've done everything they can to minimize civilian casualties, yet they're the ones being told, no, 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 back off. Give, give your enemies a chance to, to regroup, to entrench themselves in the civilian population. By the way, the same enemies that are threatening families, just, don't you leave, don't you move, don't you, you know, even the, just don't do it. And we're supposed to believe that uh, those calling for this proportional response have the best interest of, of, of humanity, of the civilians at heart? If they do, I think it's a misguided belief because it ignores, it ignores simple, simple facts. It ignores history. It ignores the fact that Israel was brutally attacked and is now being restrained from punishing those who attack them. Even though it is Israel that is doing all they can to minimize non-combatant casualties, while their opponents are doing everything they can to maximize those casualties, Israel's the one being restrained. Israel the one is being, being, um, being scolded in some cases, being held back. While the perpetrators of these crimes are being allowed to go scot-free with minimal attack. I mean, Israel's still, Israel's still doing something. It's not that they're scot-free. But if we were to listen, if they were to listen to the, the Biden administration, to the European Union, and to many countries around the world, I, I think the Hamas attackers would get away with little, if any, consequence for their horrendous, monstrous atrocities that they've committed against the Israeli people. And while the European Union is doing all it can to suppress what they refer to as disinformation, uh, 
it, it highlights the fact that we need to find information for ourselves. You cannot trust government. You cannot trust media. You cannot trust others blindly to provide you with the information you need. See, if we're going to live free, we need to hear the rest of the story. We need to see the evidence for both sides so that we can decide which one has the better case. And it's one of the reasons why you need to go searching for information and why this is one of the greatest times to do so. The information age is here. You know, for all the bad news we get, I remember a lot of that, the bad actions are happening. We just didn't hear about it. Now you have other places to get information, and, it, and it's a great time to hear the rest of the story, which is why I go to AmericaOutloud.news every day for news and information. I recommend you do as well. To take a look, find the stories, find, find the articles, find the podcasts, find the videos, find anything that has evidence, not simply ranting and raving, but evidence, and then take that and use it. It's one thing to read it, to know it, to use it in, a, in, in arguments and discussions and debates. But by sharing the story, by sharing the rest of the story, by sharing that information, we also help to share one of the greatest blessings of liberty, our freedom of speech. And it's by expressing these ideas that liberty in its whole can be secured and protected in this country. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Hey everyone, Nurse Kimberly Overton here from Nurses Out Loud. Over time, our cell signaling molecules diminished, leaving us vulnerable to the wear and tear of life. With the Sea of Redox, you can restore and revitalize your body at the cellular level. This is an incredible product that I personally use and can attest to seeing fantastic results, including better sleep, increased energy, improved mood, and a decrease in my joint pain. ASEA supports your immune system, enhancing your body's natural ability to repair itself. It promotes overall well-being so that you can experience a new level of vitality and resilience. It's time to take control of your health and experience the power of ASEA. Visit our online store today at americaoutloud.shop and use promo code OUTLOUD to save 15%. Be sure to tune in to Nurses Out Loud Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com.
Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You have rejoined the Constitution Study, and today we're talking about a proportional response. And what I want to focus on for the rest of the program is the proportional response here in the United States. What should we be doing? What is the proper response to some of the, well, I would call the the hateful rhetoric uh, that we've been exposed to here in this country? Now, for those of you who don't remember, I live in Middle Tennessee, right? Out, I live outside of Nashville, that middle third of Tennessee, uh, and has a group. And, and there was a group called the the Middle Tennessee Democratic Socialists of America. They had themselves a rally in Nashville, and uh, I, I want to play for you a little bit of, of of what the rally went for, was talking about, and then how should we respond to this? Now, I didn't know there was a, a Democratic social, a Middle Tennessee chapter of the Democratic Socialists of America. Although I can't say that I'm surprised, being that Nashville has is quite a a progressive socialist Marxist city. Uh, but they they uh, I think it was Saturday they went up to the the courthouse and they um, they I'm sorry it was Sunday that they're doing that they did this and they were demonstrating and and here's one of the chants we heard. So they're they're chanting "Free, free Palestine." I didn't realize Palestine wasn't free. Well, guys, it depends on how you define Palestine. See, to, as I understand it, the idea of free Palestine means get the Jews out. The fact that Israel exists means that uh, Palestine is is uh, is not free. It, it's under an occupation, which we'll talk. We'll hear more about in a minute, but. Remember, it is it is Israel, and Israel is the only place in Palestine where, um, well, let's say all sides get a get a seat at the table. There are Muslims in the Israeli Knesset. There are Muslims on the Israeli Supreme Court. Um, Muslims have all the rights of of Jewish citizens within the state of Israel, but in their mind, that's not good enough because, well. I, if they stick with the the usual rhetoric, it's because Israel exists. While we're talking about that, let's let's talk about the this occupation that they're talking about. So they're chanting, uh, "Hey, hey, ho, ho!" The occupation has got to go, which I find really stupid uh, because. I think it was 2003 that Israel pulled every Israeli out of out of Gaza. I think it was 2003, right? So they 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 tore down the synagogues, they pulled all the people out, they abandoned their homes, and they said, "Fine, Gaza, this is all yours. Go for it." And what did the people in the territory do? The Palestinians in that territory do? Um, well, see, they elected a terrorist group to govern them. And pretty much since the day they were deoccupied by by Israel, and scare quotes there, um, they've done nothing but attack their neighbor. Every you know, the, we we don't hear about it all the time, but yeah, the, every few days, every couple of weeks, what do we hear? There are more rockets from Gaza flying into Israel. Tell me, how is that a, a an occupation when we hand over the land, saying, "Nope, we're done. Here's your land. Go for it." And they get attacked for that. 
Um, if you wanted if, you know, a, a proportional response, if, if Israel had a proportional response, they would have shot rockets back at it in Gaza. Every time, for every rocket Gaza shot at Israel, they'd shoot a rocket back. But you see, what we're dealing with is, in, in my mind, is a lack of information, a one-sided view of this. They look at, at what's going on in Gaza, and they never look at what Gaza's doing to their neighbors. So you can't have a, a, a proportional response. What should our, more actually, what should our response be to uh, people like this? And the, again, I'm here in Middle Tennessee. This happened uh, just this past weekend, um, not that, that far from where I live. Um, what should be my response? Let's hold on to that a little bit. Let's look at a couple of other examples. For example, at, at least 400 congressional staffers anonymously signed a letter urging members of Congress to push for a ceasefire in Gaza between Israel and Hamas. Now, on the one point, he says, I'd love to see a ceasefire, but um, I think we're missing something here. Imagine that uh, uh, on September 12, 2001, the UN uh, pushed for a ceasefire between the United States and the the terrorists that attacked us. Maybe maybe it wasn't September 12th. Maybe it was September 17th or, or September 21st. They said, oh, no, no, ceasefire. We don't want any gunfire. People might die. I'm sure a ceasefire could be arranged if it involved the, the, uh, um, the, the criminal charges and the trying of the Hamas members and the leadership that organized and ter- carried out the, these horrific attacks. But you see, that's not what we're hearing here. In fact, um, one staffer who had the, at least had the, this, the strength of conviction to sign his name to the letter said, the, horrific, the horrifying genocide in Palestine helped me say yes to my courageous Muslim colleague who felt a profound call to speak out when too many of our bosses have yet to call for peace. The genocide in Palestine. What about the genocide in Israel? Again, how do we deal? How should we react to, uh, to this? To, again, 400 staffers that, I don't know what percentage of all the staffers that is. Um, I know most of them didn't have the strength of conviction to actually put their name to the document. Uh, apparently, at least one did. But they're worried about the, quote-unquote, gen- how many of them are worried about the, the genocide in Palestine? and couldn't give two hoots about the genocide in Israel. By the way, there is no... Palestine is a region, it's not a country. So are they worried about the the genocide in in Israel, in the Israeli part of Palestine? I somehow doubt it. But there's another thing. They are asking Congress to meddle in a foreign war. So right now, Israel is at war with Hamas and Gaza. And they're asking Congress to meddle in that. Now, Washington warned us, not George Washington, not to, get, not to meddle in foreign affairs, not to get dragged into other people's wars. A, a lesson, by the way, we've forgotten in the last century. So how should we deal with them? Well, there's one way to deal with them. Um, that one way may be, uh, oh, I don't know, similar to the protesters that uh, took over the the U.S. Capitol. 
in the video, you see uh, police uh, trying to arrest uh, protesters, and they were fighting pretty hard. You see a, a large group in the rotunda chanting what I believe is, let Palestine live, which is really interesting because it was the quote-unquote Palestinians that attacked their neighbors that initiated all of this. So is the proper, is a proportional response to have a, a demonstration inside the Capitol to actually disrupt the, the proceedings? I, I thought entering the Capitol for a demonstration was a crime equivalent to insurrection. Should all these people who be charged with, with insurrection, should they be hunted down by the FBI? Maybe that's not the, uh, uh, the maybe that's not the right, what, maybe we should find the right response from um, students at Harvard. You see, remember, I, I said there were 30 some odd student groups that signed uh, a letter you know, supporting Hamas's attack. Um, and now the students that have signed this terrorism justifying statement are now whining about bullying, the bullying they've, they've experienced over their, I find disgraceful, uh, uh, the disgraceful support of a, um, uh, even terrorist is not sufficient for the acts committed by Hamas back on October 7th. They're whining that, oh, you know, we, we, need, we need donations. They're calling for donations so, so they get mental health counseling for the, the violence that was, but what was the violence? Well, some of them lost job opportunities as a result of their apologists, apologetics for terrorism, pro-terrorism. No, that's not violence. That's a consequence for, uh, of your actions. We've become devoid of responsibility for our actions. And here's an example. You utter such hateful rhetoric, such hateful nonsense as to support a group that rapes women in the streets and beheads babies in front of their, and dismembers babies in front of their families. By the way, we have video evidence of this happening, video collected by the terrorists themselves. And you're surprised people don't want you to work for them? This is the narcissistic nonsense that uh, permeates our academia. This is the idea of being educated into imbecility. And it's not simply on the college campuses. Listen to the, these chants at a San Francisco high school. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. The you know what they're talking about? That's literally calling for the, the, the destruction of Israel. From the river, Jordan, to the Mediterranean Sea. Getting rid of everything there. That it would be a Muslim state. What's interesting is, even when the Muslim countries controlled that, the quote-unquote Palestinians had no home. Now you have teenagers. As, uh, um, as Rush Limbaugh used to call them, young heads full of mush have been indoctrinated that they are going to support murderous, rapists, child molesters, the, the, I'm sorry, uh, uh, child beheaders. They're in support of horrific atrocities. What should our response be? Well, I know a lot of people that want them shut up. They want people who express these ideas to not have a place to express them. 
Um, you know, kind of like the EU. It's, that's disinformation. We can't allow that to be heard. I disagree. I want to hear from the Democrat, the Middle Tennessee chapter of the Democratic Socialist of America, from the, the staffers of Congress, from um, from the the protesters at the U.S. Capitol, from the students at Harvard and the San Francisco High School. Do you know why I want to hear from them? I want to expose them for their horrific ideas, for the horrors that they support. I want people to see just how evil our progressive movement has become, that it would support such atrocities against human beings. I want that exposed. Don't shut them up. Let's hear what they have to say. Let's learn from them. I want to ask you, do you want your representative, say a, a Rashida Tlaib or a Cory Bush or a Ilan Omar or even an Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, do you want them, do they represent you when they support this type of action by Hamas? I'll even, I'll even separate support of Hamas from these actions. If you come out in support of Hamas after doing such a thing and saying, you know, okay, you know, yes, Hamas may do some nice things, but this has to be dealt with. We need to have it, we need to to punish those who committed such crimes against humanity. Do they represent you? If that's not your attitude, if you don't think that the answer to um to Rape and murder is to yell and chant and support, to fly their flags outside of your of your office, to be worried about, as I talked about before, the death of of um, Palestinians, but ignore the violence and the hatred and the the barbarism they used in punishing and harming and killing Israelis. Is that you? Because that's what you're showing the world. They represent you. If they're not doing a good job, maybe you should find somebody better. In fact, I'd love to do this. I'd love to set up, you know how we got an election coming up, they have these scorecards. I'd love a scorecard. Uh, and if somebody wants to work with me on it, we'll see what we can do. I'd love a scorecard of um, every elected official, federal, state, county, local. I want their scorecard on how they treated, how they reacted to, the attack by Hamas. I want their people to know that what, what on the record what have they done? Have they supported that they supported the the attack? Those who attacked? Have they supported Israel? Have they supported a retaliation? Have they supported a preventing or delaying a retaliation? Let's get them on the record so that we can look at them and say, "Hey, is this representative of us and what we believe?" I think that should be our reaction. We should point out the atrocities be these people are supporting. And if you don't want those atrocities associated with your job or your office or your business or your home, then don't hire them. How do we know? Now, how can you tell if people hold such atrocious ideas unless they speak up? That's why freedom of speech is so important. And no, it's not violence. If you're going to hold these things, there should be consequences. And if people don't want to donate to your cause because you promote uh, murder and rape, then that's a consequence of your position. 
while I am all for preventing actual violence, I don't want to shut up these people. I want to use their own words to show the world just how evil their positions are. Just the evil that they are willing to support and endorse. And I hope that they suffer the consequences, especially those that claim to represent us. I also hope you come back and join us here for the Constitution Study. We're on every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on America Out Loud Talk Radio, heard on the iHeartRadio network. If you cannot listen then, that's fine. All the episodes go to podcasts, generally a day or two after they're heard on the radio. Now, you can listen with your favorite podcast app, but I ask you, subscribe to the show. Leave the episodes ratings and reviews. It's how other people find the Constitution studies. Also, I find out what you think about what I'm talking about here. Now, you can find all the links you need at the homepage at americaoutloud.news. But I hope if you if you enjoy the show, or if this show aggravates you, if it but it, it gets you to think about things, well then do me a favor and help others to, to learn and think as well. Share those links. See, by sharing this information, by sharing the rest of the story, and by sharing different points of view, we do more than simply share ideas. This, ladies and gentlemen, is more than just freedom of speech in the press. It is one of our greatest blessings of liberty. Mm-hmm.